What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 36. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. My guest today is Alan Neal. He's a local rapper and musician from the D.C. slash D.M.V. area. Uh, he's got a new EP out and a new music video as well for his song, Hope for Rain. I'll feature that at the end of the episode. I know him through um, our friend, Mr. Felix Nieto, who's a sound engineer, and we've both been recording with him at his studio. So I've seen some of his stuff through that. Uh, Alan's on Instagram and Spotify and everywhere else, so you can definitely follow him and download his music if you like it. Um, in the interview, we got to talk about all things music, life, work, romantic struggles, creativity, and uh, anything else that pops up. Um, it was face inter- FaceTime interview, so I did my best with the audio quality. Um, other than that, news and notes, I'm hopefully going to get a website up and running, parttimerockstarpodcast.com, which may be live by the time this episode goes up, and in there you'll be able to find usual episodes and links, and while I'm on the subject of links, in this episode we actually discussed uh, a few different books, so I will add the Amazon affiliate links to those books if you want to help out the podcast. Other than that, hope you're uh, out there staying safe and sane. Whether your friends of Alan's or friends of mine, uh, we definitely appreciate it. And uh, yeah, enjoy the interview, episode 36 with Alan Neal. I'm a part-time rock star, trying to sing like Bruno What's up, dude? No, I'm just set up the whole ring light set up and everything. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for coming on. My name's Brett. Shit, I appreciate you. I'm leaving the white on, man. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, we. Uh, I guess the common thread between us is Felix, and uh, he showed me some of your new stuff. I thought it was pretty sick. Appreciate that, man. I already knew. Like, Felix, that's my dude, that's my dude there, man. Like, um, I know him for, did he, did he tell you how we actually met? No, he didn't. Like, um, they were, Crash the Atlas was shooting a video for Savages, and my team, um, in the Indigo Republic, Rez, Lady Red, she shot the video, and it just happened, it was just a random day. I'm just at home, she calls me up, she's like, are you available? I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. She's like, yeah, you want to be in a video? So we um you been to the Phoenix um, studio, right? Yeah, I actually just got done recording there. Yeah, so this was actually before he had the whole setup. There was nothing. It was just a fucking big ass warehouse. Yeah. Um I obviously that guy introduced the Phoenix, Doug, um at the time it was Shelby and Chris, you know, all of us, but um, I had to get all this paint done on me, man, wearing us wild ass I was a savage to I was actually. Were you really? Yeah. That's a sick video. Yeah, it got like yeah. a ton of views on it too. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so that that was how we met. But that was about what, two years ago, I think. Yeah. Three. Yeah. And you said it was the. Man, it's, it's just been cool, man. You know, I was going out to see them gigging. You know, traveling to different places with them. Like I, I went to the Richmond show that they had. Oh yeah. Yeah, I rolled along with them to that one, but. Man, they, they just mess with their dudes. Keep in contact with. Man. It's always good vibes. Every time I'm around, Phillies. Yeah, I 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was showing me that while I was there, and I was like, wow. I mean, first of all, it's uh, really well done, audio-wise, and a good song. And, I mean, we can get into some of your lyrical topics as well. I mean, I think they're all around pretty solid. But, uh, no, I mean, it just looked super pro. And uh, he mentioned you'd want, you know, maybe want to come on and just kind of talk about it. So. So, definitely, Dan, I definitely appreciate him, appreciate you. Yeah, but no better time to sit around and record, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Work on new stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what, actually what I was um, doing. Like, cause I, I'm still like an essential worker, but they consider to be, you know, like I work at a grocery store, like I'm a butcher. So, well, I, uh, I, I work pretty much five or six days a week. I still have to just utilize some time to record music, you know, obviously creating. Like, I'm actually supposed to set up a studio session with Phoenix. Yeah. I was thinking sometime next week because I have some new material to record. Sweet. And I want to, um, I'm working on a new project as well. Like, oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, as uh, one essential worker to another, uh, you know, I kind of get it. <laughs> I'll, uh, <laughs> Uh, welcome to the part-time Rockstar podcast. It's basically the life we lead, I guess. Uh, it's definitely wild times out there, for sure. Um, it really is, man. I got the... How do you feel about the whole shutdown, man? Like, this now... Um, the first one or the second one? Is that, is that happening tomorrow? I didn't hear the specific percentage yet. Um to be honest, I, I know that they were talking about like 50%, I think, last week or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I heard 20, like I actually kind of skimmed through an article. Like it wasn't really, I think 25% I seen Sunday because someone ran it. So I guess I had to actually look back into that to, to actually get the actual details myself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, I thought we were kind of turning, uh, you know, towards opening things back up and all that, especially with maybe pro sports, not necessarily music, which I get. Um, but I don't know. Numbers are numbers, and that seems to be what dictates what happens. I, I don't know. Um, everybody's got their feelings on it, and uh, we can certainly get into that. Um, I personally got the virus, like, way back in March, so, um, you know, I, I haven't really stressed about it too much since then, I guess, in, at least on a personal level. Um, but I certainly get it in the sense of everybody still trying to be as safe as they can. Um, I don't know, to each their own, I guess. It, it doesn't seem to want to be going away anytime soon, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't look that way at all. Yeah. So, with that, like, I've just been trying to just utilize, like, the opportunity to just create, you know, like, use this as, like, some type of inspiration, man. Because uh, not being able to really go anywhere has been keeping me locked in in a creative realm, you know, like, yeah. doing a lot of research on things, listening to a lot of music. Like, at the moment, I'm more, like, in the 80s right now. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of 80s music right now. Yeah, I know, at least for me, I, 
I feel like getting out and about uh, maybe drives creativity more than staying in, but such are the times. I mean, really, I was going to ask you, like, kind of what drives your inspirations and what uh, fires you up and invigorates you and that kind of stuff. I mean, I could uh, guess based on some of the stuff I listened to, but I figured probably better in your words than <laughs> me me trying to paint the picture. So, um, well, a lot, of, a lot of my inspiration comes from um, just, just personal experience, man. Like, like, like you said, like even from my my music, you know, like relationships, you know, just like um, I've seen a lot of like days, man, as, as a youth up until my age now, man. You know, like growing up, like where I grew up, as you know, you just see a lot of like just just crazy stuff, man, and then like being influenced by just like not wanting to walk that way in life, you know, like, I, I grew up, like, um, I, I want to say a lot of, a lot of drugs were surrounded around in my, my youth, man, yeah. a lot of, um, a lot of violence, like, a lot of, like, just, just, you know, like, I can't really put a word on it right now, but it's just, a lot of crazy stuff, I would say, essentially, but I've been influenced just by the opposite of trying to be opposite of what I grew up around. And like, um, obviously with the personal experiences, like the relationships that I've been through, like I've had like different relationships just kind of go sour, which a lot of people can relate to, you know? Like we, we all go through relationships, we all go yeah. through, whether it's a toxic relationship, where, whether it's just, some things that just don't work out, you know? Like, I mean, people grow apart, you know? Like, you mature differently. And those are just influences of mine when it comes to my creative aspect, man. Like, I get I get into writing about, like, my song in particular, Hope for Rain. Um, that was about a five-year relationship that I had. Yeah, I picked up and on that. It, 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 obviously, it started out great. You know, it started, which most relationships do. They start great. And once you get to learn a person, it's just like, you start learning toxic traits. Like, even myself, I had toxic traits. Like, that, you know, the pinpoint, I had to grow from that experience. But that that was one of the influences that I, I have as, as I get into my writing process. Yeah, I, I certainly get it. Um, perspective's a crazy thing, how that evolves. And, I don't know, self-awareness and everything like that. Uh, I love writing about relationships personally. It's a never-ending, bottomless well, really, of uh, different things that you could pull from there. But, uh, I mean, I really got to say that the video in particular was just phenomenally well done. And, I mean, it really is pretty awesome. I was I was pretty impressed. Because, I, I mean, Felix doesn't get a lot of rappers in there anyway. And, like, I don't know. Whoever shot it, I, I didn't really notice in the notes did a good job as well putting that together and uh, your actress that's um, the um, lady Reyes the one that shot Savage and she shot uh, no shit yeah, yeah. yeah. she does she good work and, um, she shot Monster as well uh, okay alright yeah. then uh, yeah I mean aesthetically it's just it's pretty yeah. it looks good and then your lyrics kind of tie it all together you know it's got a good vibe it's also just kind of crazy in general since I've been doing this podcast thing like people are getting really good just in general like the quality of I don't like to use the word content I guess but just the quality of people's stuff is just sometimes it's through the roof and you're no exception so 
appreciate um, it, man. So I, I was pretty excited Definitely. when I saw that one. Um, and then kind of maybe backtracking just a second to when you mentioned growing up and stuff, like um, I noticed in your other video, you were on the mall in D.C., so I got to assume you grew up either just north of D.C. Um, or in D.C., maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I grew um, I actually grew up on the northeast side of D.C., like um, where the, the neighborhood is called Edgewood, but it's like Rhode Island Avenue, Bernadette yeah. Street, it's like where it all crosses that. So I wasn't actually too far from like Trinity College. Like Trinity College yeah. is directly up the street from where I grew up at. Yeah. And that neighborhood is crazy, man, because like when I went to visit like not too long ago, it looks totally different. You know, like they revamped the whole thing, they renovated the apartments. Yeah, gentrified it, I guess. There's some landscaping there. You yeah. have so many different buildings there and it's it is it looks nothing like what it once was when I grew up, like from what I remember. Yeah, I grew up on the northeast DC side, and I kind of ventured around Maryland, like Sulin, Southern Avenue, and I lived like right on the DC Maryland line. So I moved there as a teenager, and now I'm in College Park. So, oh right on, yeah. Really love the area, you know. I'm still kind of close, but I mean, if I had my way, I'd probably live somewhere around College Park, honestly. Um, I'm a little south of Baltimore now, but I like being okay. in between the, the two cities and like being right there on 495 is kind of cool. It, it's quiet as hell out here too, man. Like you don't really hear much, much, you know, you obviously get like the college students to live in like an area, because I'm right here like by College Park, like I'm yeah. literally by Merlin University, like right down the street from it. And the only type of noise you really hear is... Obviously, parties, you know, your parties, but... I would think there's a... Like, hey, can I get anybody? Yeah, I would think there's a couple yeah, less of those it. nowadays. <laughs> but, right, exactly. Like, you know, I don't know. But... Maybe, like, a year's change ago, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that was kind of my stomping ground when I was in that age bracket, um, for sure. Right. So, I'm familiar with the territory. Um, I also noticed you went to PG, uh, community, at least according to Facebook, and I thought that was yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, I went, I went there, like, um, to tell you the truth, man, I went there for a semester, and I just realized, like, I was in there for the wrong reasons, like, yeah. I wanted to, my, my major, because my plan was to transfer, you know, due to the two years there transferred to uh, University of Maryland. So I ended up taking up psychology. Nice. It was just like one subject I had took up, you know, while I was in um, high school. I got kind of intrigued by it because, you know, like, as a writer, you want to kind of learn to use the mind. You know, yeah. You want to have more insight to it. So that's what made me curious about it. But then when I got there, I'm just like, do I really want to do this shit? <laughs> If I, really, if I really wanted to go four years for a bachelor's degree and then have to go for my master's, I was like, I don't know if I'm really dedicated to that. Yeah, they say everybody who gets into psychology is just trying to essentially diagnose themselves anyway and then right. <laughs> kind of go from there. Um, if you do read books, I always have recommendations and 
one of my probably my favorite book based on psychology is called uh, Mountain Misery. I can text it to you later. Yeah, but it's it's a sarcastic book about uh, psychiatry, really, and somebody who was kind of in that world in the seventies, and he just I don't know. He wrote a really kind of kind of sad, but like funny sad book, and I don't know. I highly recommend it, but that's kind of a different topic if you're into that sort of thing. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Like I'm, dude. Like I. I'm a very much avid supporter of book reading. Like, I, right now, I'm reading The Fifth Agreement. That's the book that I'm on right now. But I think I heard of that one. It's, pre- it's pretty good read. Like, I'm, I would say, three quarters of the way through the book. Yeah. And, like, uh, my next book that I have already set in for plans to read next is uh, The Alchemist. Oh, that's a great one. You can read that in a day if you have time. It's a good one. Yeah, thank you. In, uh, yeah, a lot of people have said that, and I kind of agree. It's a tough one to put down. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm definitely interested, though, man. Like, I've been making, like, a code, um, a book list of things, like, books I want to obviously order from, like, Amazon. Like, I've been, I've been going through books. Like, um, that's what I can say about the whole pandemic, man. It's really, like, allowed me to really focus on, like, self, like self-awareness and just bettering myself as a person and basically just trying to strengthen my mental. Uh, honestly, man, I went through um, a situation like recently before she <laughs> which has actually helped me fight for music. Yeah. And um, it, it was a crazy situation, man. Like, I don't know if you might hit the details. It really just depends what you want to say on the internet. Oh, <laughs> It's up to you. Um, but yeah, man, you know, like, um, honestly, I met this chick, man, like, while I was working, you know, my job, you know, grocery store, you know, you meet a lot of people at the grocery store. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, just felt a connection with her, you know, like, real connection, like, I never actually felt that type of connection with any woman, you know, I felt comfortable. But it just became the best, you know, she had, she had something else on. <laughs> yeah, you know? a lot of us do. Yeah. <laughs> been at it either rapping or just recording music Mm-hmm. But then I snatched it down and kind of like revamped it, like put like 
newer songs on it, some of the older songs, some new songs. But I looked at it like from this aspect, like a lot of people didn't hear it. So re-releasing it, it will be like, it's a new project to everyone. Yeah. Like, it's like um, one of my engineers said to me, and I'll never forget this. Um, he said, like, it's like new music, like people that haven't heard, it's like, a big tree that falls in the forest that no one notices. You know, like it doesn't like no one notices the tree fails, no one will even notice that. Yeah. That's probably a even more common theme in this generation than maybe it's ever been. Right. For better or worse, you know. <laughs> um one thing I will say, like just starting this um podcast during the uh quarantine is that, I mean, it's been really cool to, like, listen to all, everybody's music that I didn't know about, you know, either friends or friends of friends or just random people. Like, I got a whole new playlist going of stuff that I didn't necessarily even have to search out, you know? Not all of it I like, obviously, but a lot of it I do. <laughs> so, uh, you're, you're definitely... I think I'm going to make it public soon, just the podcast playlist, uh, you know, like the part-time rock star alumni or something, <laughs> like everybody, everybody's stuff, because it's polished, you know what I mean? And uh, I definitely like the uh, the F.U. song. I, I want to say it's got like a little, <laughs> yeah, a little, a little guitar-like beat to it. it. I think it's an A minor chord, too, if I'm not being too much of a guitar nerd, but it, uh... <laughs> It, it just sounds fluid. It sounds nice. Like some of the late 90s rap that I used to listen to. Um, but I don't know. My uh, Actually, my interest in rap, it, it kind of varies. I either like kind of like underground stuff, maybe that no one's ever heard of, or I like the super pop stuff. Like, I don't know, like Wiz Khalifa or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. It kind of goes back and forth. But, um, no, I feel you, man, because I'm, I'm like that. I'm all, I'm all over the place when it comes to just, like, listening to music, man. It's like, like right now, I told you I was in the 80s right now, but tomorrow it can be fucking alternative or you can mess around with reggae, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just like that. That actually, um, me, with like, listening to so many different genres of music, it helps me incorporate into my own style because... Obviously, like you heard, like the influences, man. Like I've, I've ventured into EDM. I've done rock, you know. I've done reggae yeah. sounds. I've done pop, you know. Like I've, I have a lot of different sounds, man. It just it comes just my influences of what I listen to. Yeah. So like, uh, so, I, so I get it, man. One thing I was probably gonna bring up with you is that you know since you're in that genre, I feel like. Really, rap is pop, at least in this generation, or at least the closest thing you can get to it. It's like rap and pop are neck and neck. You know, back yeah. in back in the eighties or possibly the nineties, you know, you could kind of consider rock to have been in the pop realm as well, and it's obviously dropped off and taken a back seat. So I feel like your music, in a way, being in that genre, has to be more accessible to people, or at least sort of more familiar to their ear. And uh, I did pick up on like the the one song with a little bit of EDM phrasing to it, or a little bit of that to vibe. So I was just curious, like, kind of your thoughts on on just that aspect of it all. Like, 
I don't know, do you feel like people are more receptive to your stuff? Or do you feel like, like, maybe what are you going for? Are you going for the full-blown pop realm, or are you still trying to keep it low-key? You know what I mean? Well, I'm more so like, um, I kind of do want to be low-key, <laughs> but my, my whole thing about writing music, I just want to create what I want to create, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't want to kind of feel propelled to create something, like, just because the audience likes this and likes this and like this. It's just, like, uh, I'm not really confined to one genre, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, uh, I guess the people don't, you know, like, they reach out. You know, you have obviously people like most other songs more than they like, you know, others, you know, because it's like something they're probably looking forward to when they listen to, you know, like they listen to people like I had no clue with like the EM record. Like it was a lot of guys reaching out to me about that. Yeah. And I was more so expecting a woman to be more into that. They they liked it, but I was gonna like, dude, this song man, like like I never like dudes that I thought was just like hardcore rap enthusiasts, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Dudes that would listen to like um like young Jeezy or Yeah. You know like <laughs> And that was like hardcore rap, you know what I mean? And you get this dude hitting your inbox like, dude, I really fuck with that. She believes, you know. Like, really? That's... Yeah. Yeah, and for people listening, uh, it it was the She Believes song, which again has another accompanying good video. Um, I mean, I yeah. Um, and I guess people can can follow uh the actress you got on that one on Instagram as well. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Justice Rose, that's, that's yeah. her name. Just yeah. She was and she believes and hope for it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I thought you did a great job on both. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think she did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think she kind of um, made some of the women jealous too, man. No, that'll happen. Um, yeah, man. Like, even, um, even my uh, videographer, I'm familiar with that argument. It's kind of the perils of making music videos. <laughs> it's uh, you put yourself in a interesting place, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah. You look very comfortable with her touching your shoulder. Yeah. Should I be uncomfortable? Yeah, I know that conversation all too well, uh, <laughs> for better or worse. But nah, I mean, I thought the videos are great. Either way, um, is there anything you want to talk about, sort of off the the latest uh, EP, which, or actually, should I say album? Sorry, um, would be all in, which came out uh, this year. Yeah, all in was just like um, the title came from me just um, saying like with every song that I wrote on there, it's pretty much me speaking from a real place, you know, telling, like, real stories, giving people introductions to me. So I wanted to be like, well, these are my chips on the table, so all that. So yes. just giving, you know, me, 
like I'm all in with it. Like it's no like it's no it's nothing that I wouldn't refrain from discussing. You yeah. know, pretty much like what my what my music derives from is more like like we talked about personal experience, real emotion, the things that I really consider, the things that I really think about. So that's what it, the actual title from the album came from. It's all I'm all in, like I'm all in. Yeah. Every every song was like a story from my life. Like a lot of people may listen to it and not really get that. Like, hey, you know, you get you hear some music and like some folks like ah, that sounds too far fetched. Like, yeah, a little exaggerated, but yeah, yeah. you wouldn't yeah. be the first or the last to be guilty of that, even if you were. So, <laughs> but like those those songs actually came from like real like experiences, man. Like real my my real life experiences that I actually you know. First hand, you know, like, yeah. Whether it's like, because um, I have a song called Go Outside, right? Yeah. And this was like one of the songs that I dedicated to my neighborhood, like where I grew up at. Go outside, you know, just like saying, like, basically come take a walk, get to, to see the things that I got to see, get to experiences, like the stuff I got to experience. So, you know, I talked about a lot of like things I've done with my friends, you know, like, um, I lived in like a high rise building. Yeah. And I lived on the 14th floor. So a lot of my friends would come to my apartment and we would just stare out the window just looking at everything, you know, that was moving by with the head people coming in the parking lot parking. See honestly, you see women, you see the basketball court, you see the streets. And so like um I basically was talking about that experience in that song, like just looking out the window, seeing certain things, you know. Yeah. And that's why I come from, like, just, like, all in, just, like, just, just discussing my life, and I'm hopefully, like, the people that got to listen to it got, got, you know, introduction, like, hopefully they, they really thought this was the real, real thing, you know, because, <laughs> I mean, it sounds, I had a lot of exaggerations and souls, and I definitely didn't want to do that with this um, project, like, I wanted to be, completely yeah, real, it, it sounds authentic to me. I, I don't think that you're the, the type that's going to make your uh, money on, you know, money and hoes or something as your uh, subject matter. Like, um, One thing I was going to, I guess, ask you about is, like, as a writer, how do you go about it? Are you kind of a free associator on the spot, or do you like to really write things out first and kind of rehearse it that way? Like, what's your general strategy, or does it just change moment to moment? But it actually does. Um, it fluctuates. It fluctuates. Like, but mainly, like my process when it was like I would um, just find an instrumental, and I would kind of freestyle to it, kind of see what type of vibe I get from it. And even sometimes, you know, like I'll have producers; they be send like. Um, the beat and they have a topic already, you know, kind of like they name the beat. And so sometimes I'll try to go with that topic, you know, to see if I can actually fill it out. But um, that was like my previous process. Like, it, like I said, it fluctuates. But like, of lately, I've been kind of like, especially like since I, I'm still working, sometimes like when I'm at work, I kind of get ideas in my brain. So I'll go to my voice recorder and just kind of like sound out a hook, like a melody. Yeah. Maybe some lyrics or something like that. And then 
because I already have that recorded, when I come home, I'll find the beat and try to see if I can match it with the instrumental. Or even, like, um, I would talk to a producer, send out the voice memo, see if they can kind of create something around it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's definitely been... It's definitely been a different process lately. Yeah. But it, it definitely it, it fluctuates, man. Like, I, it just really depends on, like, how I'm feeling at that moment. Like, I, some, some days, like, I'll come in and literally just be inspired to write a song, and then I'll hear me and just, like, write the song probably, like, 20 minutes. I'll finish, like, hook, verse, you know, everything. And then sometimes it takes a little longer because, yeah. you know, when you're writing like thought-provoking music, you know you you really gotta be channeled in. You know, like you're channeling all your thoughts, like you're, you're figuring out exactly what you want to write, how you want to go about writing it. So it, it definitely fluctuates, though. But I, I have different processes. Yeah, I get it. the good days are when the uh, you know the lyrics and the hooks come quick to you, of course. But um, sometimes it pays to work at it. Uh, when you go about finding beats or actually do you make beats, find them, some combination, like what's what's the process there? Well, like, um, when it comes to me, like, actually looking for beats, it's just like, um, I go to different producers, like, sometimes I'll, like, just um, maybe sound clicking, you know, I have producers that I, you know, I, I've built relationships with. Yeah. Via SoundClick and um, just via just like people that I've met in the studios, you know, like we, we, we build relationships. But I'll go on a SoundClick page just to check out what they got on the catalog, see what's new. Yeah. Because I, I, I look at SoundClick frequently. Like, that's like an everyday, it's a religious thing for me. Like, I'm on SoundClick every day. That's my and first uh, introduction to it. It's freestyle, because that's part of my regimen, you know, just the freestyle and just the practice, just to keep. The freestyle that helps with my writing. Yeah. You know, obviously freestyle, you're going off the top of your brain, you're not sitting there thinking about it. So it allows me to write quicker because the thoughts come quicker. Yeah. But that, that's what that's my process there, just more like just, just going on a sound click. Even YouTube, you know, I go there and find something there. Yeah, all right. So yeah, you pretty much uh outsource it more or less. Right. Yeah. Right. Have you ever dabbled with the with a MIDI pad or with GarageBand or anything like that? Or? I, I have. <laughs> it did not come out the way Didn't. I expected. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Dude, I had this one beat, right? Um, I was working with like with one of my friends, and in my mind, you know, I I was thinking it was going to come out a little different, and I just it was just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. And I could uh, like he he was talking to his girlfriend on the phone and she was like, What the hell is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good start. <laughs> right. She was like she was like, It just sounds it just sounds terrible and I'm just like Yeah. Way to crush my producer dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's like anything, you gotta crawl before you can walk or whatever. So Right. No right. different playing guitar or something. You're going to suck for a while, unfortunately. So there it goes. It's crazy, man, because, like, um, I played instruments as a kid. Like, I played, like, violin, drums and stuff like that. I never stuck with it, but 
I've always wanted to pick up a guitar because it's like my favorite instrument to hear. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a big rock fan. Like honestly, over anything, rock is my favorite genre. Like that's my favorite, favorite genre, man. Because it's it's so soulful, man. Like I mean, you get to hear like some of my favorite artists is like um, it ranges from the '70s all the way up until now. You know, from rock bands. You know, like yeah. you go from like the Beatles to to um, Metallica to Journey to like. Bon Jovi to like Lincoln Park, like I mean, I mean, I'm all over the place when it comes to rock as well. You know, like I just, I, I love just hearing the stories and just hearing the guitar. Guys, the Roses, you know, Slash, oh, yeah. he used to play his guitar. I uh, I got a story about that. <laughs> I used to be Slash in a, a Guns N' Roses cover band with the uh, with the wig <laughs> and everything. Yeah, <laughs> those are some some wild times for sure. Um, but yeah one thing I probably always wanted to do is like when I was a kid I used to just riff like guitar over like um, drum machines and stuff so if you ever feel like you have like something where you think you want like a real crunchy like steady riff let me know I mean I can always patch it in on GarageBand and see what you think if you want something I'm definitely down I can send you some of my stuff maybe later. See what you think. I don't know. But I like playing guitar pretty much. Much more than any other form of... <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hey, definitely, man. Send me something, man. I'm yeah. always saying I like create, man. Like, I'm, I love working with people. I don't know. Did, did Philip let you hear the, the feature track that I just did with um, our guy, Sven Garner? Um... You have to jog my memory because he may have, and I just yeah, forgot. Like a song, um, he calls like better run. It, it, it's really recent, man. It's like, let me see the this, this right now. It's, it's, it's titled Better Run, but uh, we we just recently did it. But like, um, Finis actually got on like and did some instrumentation because this the beat was it was a good beat, but it was kind of bland. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it didn't. You can. It was very vacant sound. Mm-hmm. It was repetitive, and he just felt like it needed more. So he he put some. Nashville, I know he did. He used the bass. He touched the keyboard, that, but he had like a. I'm not sure exactly what he had it, but it just made it sound official. That's kind of his specialty. It really is. Yeah. And I, I, know- see, man, I was like, wow. I was like, man, the song was pretty good. It is, but yeah, when he touched it, it was like, wow. Yeah, and he's been branching out too, um, you know, across genres and stuff. His main thing is obviously like the whatever Crashing Atlas is, the modern sort of rock. But yeah, anytime there's something that just there's an empty space that just isn't empty in a good way, he's very good at just hearing what could be there, make it a little bit more sparkly or something you know <laughs> it gives it a little extra polish so definitely yeah gotta give him a shout out on this episode hopefully he'll listen I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean let me know next time you're down there um, hopefully you'll be in there soon do you feel like you, your new material is a certain percentage of the way done and you're just waiting to get in there or is it still kind of a work in progress 
working on a couple of songs, but I'm nearly done. Like, um, I have a good amount of songs finished already, and it's more so like um, just getting those recorded. And I, I even like even with the project itself, I have those songs kind of separated away from other things that I've already put together because I've had some songs that I want to release as singles that don't really have anything necessarily to do with the project. Like they're just like different, different, um, you know, songs in their own right. You know, like they stand alone. Yeah. And I don't think like I would place those on the project because it really doesn't have anything to do with the concept. Like this album is like a conceptual album, so mm-hmm. like, I want everything to align together. You know, like kind of like the story. Like um, the title, I already have the title. It's called uh, the CK Files. That's mm-hmm. that's the name. CK files, and um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much done with it. Like I literally have two songs that I need to, I need to finish. Like I already have the concept for them. I already have like hooks ready for them, and just more, just pinning the lyrics and recording. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But um. if you feel like. Um, these new songs I've been writing are probably some of like the best best work that I've done up to date. Mm-hmm. It, do you feel it, it feels it just feels right, man? Like, do you feel it's a mature I mean, like a maturity so thing or like something musically that's gotten better or maybe all of the above or like? Yeah, I think it's a lot to do with just like my um, just the my delivery, just like the way my wordplay, because like um, in the past, my thing was like writing songs, obviously like, I don't know if you can tell, like I'm, I read, you know, so the thesaurus was a big part of my writing, you know, like I would read the thesaurus because that was something that, listening to like artists like Eminem and um, Nas when I was a kid, you know, yeah. like, made me pick up a thesaurus because like I wanted to kind of keep up with them. And, the problem I had before, right, I was trying to bunch in too many words at once, you know, like, yeah, blah, blah, you know, like, it just be so many words, I'm like, damn, it's not really <laughs> necessary to throw this, this many words, and so now, like, with my writing process, it's just more just, like, having the simplicity of writing, and not necessarily overdoing it, how once do yeah. it, now it's just more like having simplicity with my lyrics, you know, like, just understanding that some songs don't require that an overabundance of, you know, metaphors or an overabundance of just long ass, like, four syllable, five syllable words, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a part of the maturation of any artist, really, is you start to learn, like, what not to do is as important as what to do. And then you right. start to, like, kind of relax more. At least right. in, in my experience, you know, maybe right. on guitar, for instance, I would try to fit in as many notes as possible just because I could, you know, and make it more pyrotechnically interesting or something to me. But, you know, I think everybody reaches a point where you realize you're kind of just stroking your own ego at a certain point. You're just kind of right. like, just because you can doesn't, or do something doesn't mean you should. Yes, right. right. <laughs> and then you start to refine things and, and really look for like... I don't know, some some happy medium maybe or uh, something like that. Right. 
because I don't know how much stock you put into the idea of a zeitgeist, like a cultural consciousness. But I've noticed, especially interviewing people like artists and stuff, like a lot of people are starting to feel that way. Um, at least that I've talked to that are just like, yeah, trying to be a little bit more literal, a little bit more straightforward, a little less metaphorical. Um, and I don't know. I Personally, at least of the people I'm a fan of, I, I think that that's a good strategy. on a hook for one of my songs and people are like is he talking about pants <laughs> like capris or something I was like uh, uh I might have missed the mark on this one but um you know it's fun nonetheless if you do uh want to learn or just have some stuff to read like um for inspiration for metaphors I recommend this book um yeah, this is you know, like, it's crazy, man. Like, um, that book has popped up like in my feed. Like, uh, with me just researching different books, yeah. like, like I was making a book list, I've seen that pop up a few times. So now that you actually show me, I'll, I'll definitely grab that. Then. Yeah, that, that'll probably be uh, one of my next reads. Then. 
it's uh I, I can't actually say that it's a uh, like something you would necessarily sit down and read cover to cover like it's really more of like uh something you can just pick up and kind of skim through the sections and then when you find like a section it'll have like a chapter and they're short it's uh just it's a it's a deep book it's not something i recommend to everybody for sure but uh, and for anyone listening it's called the book of symbols um and it's kind of like a artistic bible if you will <laughs> for me if you want to get into the deeper deeper philosophical stuff but uh yeah no it's cool that you literally sat down and read the source i mean i think that's cool because i love to read and uh i've always always like to use language if i can even though i probably stumble through it <laughs> half the time um like i'm like actually learning like spanish right now oh nice like I've been, uh, I've been using Duolingo. That's a good but, one. Uh, it's crazy, man, because you know, like I, I was kind of a skeptic about it at first. Like I was like, I don't know if this is gonna help me learn Spanish, really. Like, yeah. but I made it like a part of my daily regimen, man. Like the more I use it, it's like wow. Like now, like I've started like practicing. I come across somebody like that I may see I really know is medical terms just because that's that's my job it's my world so I can kind of talk you through a medical situation barely but anything other than that I'm, I'm pretty much screwed <laughs> so, um, yeah well um, is there anything we kind of maybe haven't touched on that I haven't asked or that you felt like you wanted to get to but we didn't get to Looks like it's called Alan Neal in due time. Yeah, in due time. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'll definitely um, post that then to at least the podcast notes. Um, so hopefully that link will pop up. And then in general, what I like to do is uh, obviously I'll add your song on here, uh, uh, the new one, Hope for Rain, and then um, drop some flyers and you know do the the whole Instagram thing. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I got, as it were. Uh, I usually run these things from about 45 to an hour. Um, so, if you're cool, then uh, I guess we'll probably wrap this thing up. Is there anything, shout-outs, or just something random you want to mention other than the documentary? But that, I definitely got a shout-out my man, Felix, once again, man. All right. <laughs> 
Shout out my guys, Crash and others, and obviously my team, Lady Go Public, Lady Reds, Lady Capri. You know, those, honestly, man, those two, like, they've helped me find, like, parts of me as far as, like, um, creative, creative aspects, like, that I never even thought I had. You know, like, I was primarily just an artist, you know, just writing music. And due to them, I've discovered I can do some acting, I can write scripts, I can do comedy sketches, you know, like, like, I really, like, because I'm, I'm all over the place, man, like, not just with the music, you know, uh, music is my everything, but um, now, like, I implement the comedy sketches, the, the script writing for movies, shorts, um, I actually got to participate in the movie, like, I was, I had, like, a, a decent role, you know, like, had a good amount of speaking parts. Oh, yeah, which one? And, um, not sure if you're familiar with, um, King Bayard. Does like the anime skits and stuff like that, but um, I just recently got featured in like uh, one of his teams. Like they have like a thing going on with Netflix, so I got to play a role as like a a group home manager. That's awesome. So that's active, active role I got to do, and yeah, man, it was it's I, I definitely got to give him a big shout out, man. But uh, I definitely appreciate you having me on the show, man. It's, yeah. Great talking to you. Anytime. Definitely, definitely got to keep in touch, man. Like I'm, I'm really, really want to hear, you know, what you got, man. And um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, like, what next week will look like, being that it's a holiday and everything. But I still like talk to Felix, man, to see, like, is there any way, like, I can get in the studio because I, I really need to get these uh, songs recorded that I have, man. Like, I really want to push them out to the public. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't want to speak for him, but uh, I would imagine he can get you in soon. So, um, and yeah, definitely when the new stuff comes out, just feel free to hit me up and we can talk about that and promote it a little bit if you want. Oh, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. So, I try to tell everybody, you know, it doesn't need to be a one-time deal. Um, I don't plan on stopping to do this easy enough, you know what I mean? And I get to meet people, so why not? <laughs> right. Um, I appreciate it, though, man. Like, I'm, I'm definitely down. All right. Well, I'll... Uh, like, I'll be able to share some new things with you. Yeah. I'll definitely let you know when this thing's polished up. It'll probably be out, like, next week, I would imagine. So, sometime over the uh, holiday break, maybe. Sounds good, man. All right. Cool, well, good talking to you, and uh, hopefully you have a good rest of your night, good weekend. So. Man, you do the same, man. Enjoy your weekend, man. All right, dude. So, yeah, thanks to Alan for coming on. Um, hope you dig his stuff. My eternal gratitude, and thanks to you as well for listening. You made it this far. Um, you can find Alan Neal's music on Spotify and iTunes and all the usual places. And uh, if you're curious and want to check out any of the books we discussed, I'll put those links in there as well if you want to help out the pod. Other than that, the song you're hearing is called Hope for Rain. There's a killer music video that goes with it. You can definitely check it out. Hopefulness. I was so convinced that you were the end all, be all, free fall to your emotionless words. We were potent that. 
first, but the clock revealed the worst possible indication that the time served was more like an inspired curse. Wasted, my cup runneth, then tilted over. Intoxicated by your lovely fumes, I quench my thirst, but the fill up sober. Symptoms hit me like a right hook from Canelo, Hamelo, fellow I was. Lost grip on reality when I fell low. Buried the soil that reeked of despair. Guess we needed some air. Trust deflated on the psycho. How wills were fleeing for spares. Displaying moves that were psycho. You expressed I didn't care. When I was always beside you, you claimed I never was there. Non-existent nowadays, though I found myself in flames I recall when I was in a rage You were pointing my mental state Has the corporate for all the pain This relationship has been a drain No longer can I entertain it no longer can I entertain all the bickering and pointless fights. Matter the world ain't annoyed tonight. I would toss and turn while the void was spike. Swam with a shark, couldn't avoid the bite. Now I'm partially broken down like a renovated property. Build me up the scheme like a robbery. You stole the flow and bled away from my arteries. It's hard to piece together where we were around. I tried to rewind the steps, but the sound of regret leaves me still and so lost. I guess I ain't find me yet. I've been blind and vexed. Do you know what's going on? I sent you a timely text to describe the mess. We were five years straight. I thought we aligned and mesh, but the vibe of stress uh, Now I'm intertwined with the situation Is a friendship or just a demonstration of collaborating that was meant to cave in You were irritated, I'm intimidated by the transition And you knew I was a fool for the love that once grew Spiral out of focus, so what do we do? If we play the blade game, then both of us lose but obviously that's what's relevant I was negligent, your heart was delicate We were settling, never questioned it We'll be metal with us now and at an end You were having sent to see a test Was necessary for the wings to go stretch Free the jet, we put this thing to a rest But the door sealed, I still wish you the best